we are what we say we are. And we always say that uh, we don't really need a very clever marketing manager, we just tell the truth. Welcome to my podcast, Spirit and Spice. I'm Gilly Bashan, a writer and broadcaster with a passion for food. Not just the food on my plate, but the people and the stories behind it. Slange, Jim. Thanks, Gilly. All the very best. Great Thank to see you. Thank you. You too. Great it's to lovely you, to have Cheers. you in my whiskey barn. Well, you know? it's a real privilege to be here. <laughs> and for a gorgeous spot. I really always love coming up this road. And it's a whiskey smuggler's glen, so it's indeed. a perfect uh-huh. place to have it's a dram, perfect. isn't it? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and, you know, this building um, was probably built uh-huh. roughly the same time as your grandfather actually opened the doors to his first That's bakery. That's correct, yeah, 1898. Yeah. He borrowed £50, pounds and, and that was enough to buy some... Uh, flour and raw materials and butter and just started and, uh, like rent, that. rent a shop yes indeed. so how does that feel now uh, just when you look back at that with that heritage and those humble beginnings how do you feel now well it gives us great pride and pleasure and uh, we get the real kick out of uh, seeing what has developed especially seeing a product uh, when we travel overseas and seeing a nice display in the store in australia or the states that uh, it gives us great pride, really. Your father was also, he, he yes, joined the indeed, company yes, as well. Uh, yeah. So you grew up in that environment as a boy. Correct, yeah, yeah. And did you ever decide that you wanted to become part of the company or was that just something that kind of was natural it within really, the family? It really almost happened because as kids we would have to help in the bakery when we were you know, very young, under the age of employment I think in those days we'd uh, deliver rolls in the morning do messages help after we came back from school we would sweep up or just just jobs to help and it was just natural to 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 do that sort of thing and I think that's all part of the upbringing and you've never actually got sick of eating shortbread (laughs) no I probably eat it every day of my life and I try to be careful Uh, I try not to eat too much I keep all my sweet indulgences for shortbread as a boy, though, um, in Abalara in those days, what, what other things were there to do? Because, I mean, now kids have got so many opportunities. I think, you know, any spare time, we often used to work and help, but um, being close to nature, I think, is great. And we all developed an interest in wildlife and birds in particular. I think uh, birds is a passion for, I think, most of the family. I think all our family would had a, a, an interest in birds. And, of course, fishing. Uh, fishing was really a big part of our lives. Uh, being on, growing up on the River Spey in Aberlour, the first topic of conversation is not is the weather nice or is it raining. It's not the conversation is um, any fish caught today, mm-hmm. and that's the main topic of conversation in the village when the fishing's open between the 11th of February and the end of September. Since the age of, I suppose, six or seven, I was uh, at the river just every day I possibly could. And, Easter holidays, summer holidays, uh, I, I was almost spend my life there almost. So you didn't think of becoming a fisherman <laughs> well, or I a ghillie? I've easily been persuaded. <laughs> <laughs> Tempting. But fishing was so, fishing was so um, great in those days. It, was no, it wasn't unusual to go fishing for an evening and catch maybe two or three salmon and three or four sea trout and lose another half dozen. The, the, just the amount of fish in the water. We never realised how lucky we were at the time, but... It's sad to see the numbers drop so much, but hopefully, they'll, with a lot of effort, hopefully they'll turn it around again. Yeah, so do you still fish now? I still fish, not very often. It's, I'm afraid, limited to one or two days in the year, but it's more of a social day out, really, with some friends normally. But also the community has been very important to you, hasn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, there's uh, when you look at the old photographs that you have in 
uh, in walkers. Mm. There are lovely photos of going to the farms and yes, indeed, delivering yeah, yeah. things. And there was such mm -hmm. a connection, wasn't there, between farmers indeed, yes, indeed, and the distilleries. Yeah. Yeah. We've always felt very close to the farming community, partly because what we use is flour and butter, both farm products. Joseph Walker, the founder of the company, married a farmer's daughter. And uh, so I think that gave us the, you know, farming in our blood. Since we were kids, uh, the bakery, although very small, always had one or two vans that delivered to the farming communities. And my father and my uncle in particular really loved coming up to Glenlivet. They always used to come up to the Braes of Glenlivet. And um, it, it was legendary, the, the challenges they had. There was uh, stories of the snowdrift above the height of the van. Um, sometimes the road was closed for about 10 days, almost two weeks. But they got to know all the farmers uh, very well. They were very good friends. And I'm sure there was a lot of uh, trading done between cakes and biscuits and whiskey. They always came back with a good dram. Yes, <laughs> and, and also probably then there was trade in meat as well, was Yes, there? indeed, that's so right, a bit lamb. of venison or a bit, a, bit, uh, yeah, a bit of lamb or leg lamb quite often. Yeah, they, they, had, they made some very, very good friends. They really did. And do you feel that that's changed a bit now because you're not now going well, into the communities into like the that? Yeah, but I, I still very attached to beautiful places like this and uh, really enjoy them. But uh, you're right, it, nowadays with supermarkets, one thing or another, every motor cars and they, they you know, will go to the nearest uh, town for the shopping and it's just changed days. You know. And also your third generation within mm -hmm. the company and there is actually a fourth generation as well. Some of your children and some of your yes, brother's indeed, children. Yes. The fourth generation now is Nikki, Richard and Philippa are Joe's children who are in the company. And um, I have uh, Ryanie, Jacqueline and uh, Alistair are in the company as well. Yeah. So they they've chosen the to come in, have they? And, uh, yes, they've never been forced to come in. It has got to be their choice. Lots of challenges coming into family companies. Definitely. And uh, they've got to prove themselves. You know. Well, and so many family companies don't work. I know, I know. know. Indeed, so yeah, there's it's... obviously something magic in your recipe. Well, I think everybody has got to respect the fact that a family company is a very fragile entity. And you've got to really be very respectful of that and remember it all the time. One can never be cocky or overconfident, you know, because uh, things can go wrong. A family business that works well is unstoppable. And it can be challenging at times too, but it's... Life's not easy, but then life's not easy in any company nowadays. It's so com such a competitive world. Kids who have worked in other companies do realise that it's not easy anywhere. So I remember Bryony came into our company and saying, Dad, the company's not as bad as I thought it was, you know, because <laughs> she'd seen other companies. And so everyone has challenges, and that's life. There are no wives in it. Your uh, wife doesn't well, work in it. No, no. None of our wives have got involved with the company, and I think um, they've all been busy, you know, bring up the kids and uh, had lots of other things to do. It's probably and, uh, probably just as well, yeah, well to, keep, uh, to keep something separate at yeah, home. Indeed. We're living in a very small community and, uh, you know, quite a large family in a small community. It's, um, everybody needs a bit of space too, you know. I have a lot of sympathy for your wife on one respect, though, because I know you're an early bird. You're, you're up at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. That, yeah. You get such a kick, don't you, about getting into yeah, well, work? Yeah, and... but in my blood, I've done it all my life. Gillian, so does it? your wife just turn yeah. over and she, she's just ignore you? She's become come back to sleep. <laughs> yes, I think she would have to be at such an early start. <laughs> well, I think it's part of the bakery industry. It's almost a matter of honour that you're able to get up in the morning. People come in at three and four to 
to start up the oven to pick up snap and whatnot. So it's, uh, it does start early. It's just a way of life, really. It's uh, not a job. It's a, it's a, it's it a is, life. It's really a way of life. I think, I think really, that's yeah, the way yeah, to put nah, it, definitely. Yeah. And, I mean, it is such a big success. But um, as far as I understand, you only went international once you and your brother and your sister came into the fold? Um, yes, Gilly. When we came in, it was still quite a small business. We employed about 16 people and uh, we lived in the house above the shop. You know, my father and uncle deserve most of the credit for laying very good foundations and you know, getting a reputation bringing the best shortbread, and it was fairly easy for us to develop. But we were fortunate with a great product and uh, selling it with enthusiasm. It, you know, we had the right product at the right time, and uh, there's a, a gap for a high-quality shortbread. We felt there was an opportunity around the world as well. And we were just fortunate that um, our product was well received and people enjoyed it and uh, came back for more. My producer was saying, asking me, and I don't actually know the answer to this question, is shortbread actually Scottish? Yes, it is Scottish. The word shortbread is Scottish. Shortbread as it stands was indigenous to Scotland, but there are similar biscuits or cookies made in other countries essentially made with flour, butter, sugar and salt. Although shortbread is a rather unusual name, it shouldn't really be called shortbread, it should be called shortcake. Mm -hmm. But the shortcake is a cheap version of shortbread and we make oat cakes, mm -hmm. which probably should be called oat bread. There are several reasons or several stories as to why it was called shortbread, but I think the most likely one was that in the 17th century the government put a tax on cakes. So instead of calling it short cake, they changed the name to shortbread, so they didn't have to pay the tax on it. Yeah, So clever. since then, it's been known as shortbread. So many yeah. ingenious ideas <laughs> happened in money the past. Money-saving ideas. Exactly, <laughs> money-saving ideas and tax mm -hmm. evasion yeah. ideas in the past. Shortbread is about 80% of your business. So you say, you've mentioned oat cakes, yes, and uh, yeah. then you do meringues. And and meringues and fruit cakes, and uh, we make mince pies. Yeah. We also make echo fecund tarts, which is a version of mince pies. Right, that's quite a mouthful. It is echo fecund tart. <laughs> and what sells best abroad, presumably the shortbread? The, the core basic shortbread, made with yeah. flour, butter, sugar, and salt. Four ingredients, but yet the way the Scots have learned to put it together, you know, had made shortbread world famous. Yeah, well, it's because it's so buttery and melt in the mouth. Indeed, yes. You know, yeah. it actually tastes <laughs> like it should. Indeed, yeah. And there's no substitute for using the very best ingredients. It's, it's, it's only as good as the ingredients you put into it. And it's important how it's packaged as well to tell the whole story. Yes, because you always have tartan. Yes, indeed, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's nothing wrong with a bit of tartan. <laughs> yeah, some people say that tartan is, you know, they've seen a lot of it, but it's not what you do, it's the way you do it that counts. The tartan used well is, is excellent, but sometimes tartan is slapped on a product mm -hmm. to make it look very Scottish. But um, woe betide the company that thinks you can put any old product onto, into a box with tartan and, and it'll sell. It will sell once, but it needs to be a very good product for the consumer to come back time after back time. Yeah. When you started, um, you know, moving into other countries, uh, was that a bit of a, a risk for you? Because, I mean, had you actually ever been out of Scotland at that point? Um, as, as, a, a, as a young man? As a, you know, no, I'd, I'd never been out of Scotland. No, I'd never been out of Scotland under the age of 21, I don't think. The time is right, mm -hmm. and there's markets out there, but you've never been abroad. What is that like? I mean, there you are making those decisions I, in Abalawa. I never thought about it seriously. Um, Joe's a most fantastic baker and makes an incredible product, always has done. He's an absolute genius in the bakery and was creating recipes and whatnot. And uh, I just went out to sell it. But um, 
when we started to sell in England, we got inquiries from other countries. We got inquiries from the States and from France. People who had come to London and bought our products, taken them home and enjoyed them, and would write and say, where can we buy your product in France? Or perhaps a, someone with a store in France would write and say, can I buy your product? And it was natural to go and see them and to create a relationship. We learned that there was a very good trade fair for, in Germany for sweets and biscuits, and it's called the International Süßwarenmesse, which is the exhibition for sweet goods, and the whole industry goes there, so buyers from the States and all around the world go and to see different biscuits, so it's very easy to see a lot in a short time. I actually went to see it in 1977, but we took a stand for the first time in 1978, and we've taken a stand there every year since. And the first time I uh, borrowed my father's car and I went with my sister Marjorie, and we loaded the boot with the shortbread and drove out and we set up the stand with shortbread and uh, it was quite quiet the first year or two, but gradually people got to, uh, we picked up a few customers in different countries. That was, a, you know, exposed us to the international market. But it was quite natural to get out there and sell it, sell it and it really was. <laughs> so that was, was that your first... That was the then. first sort of really initiative in, in Sales International, yeah. Yeah, and then I suppose America yes, after that, right. yeah, because we, that would we, be a big yeah, market indeed. for we, you. We um, got a, a very good distributor in the States and that went very well. We started with 1979 selling in the States and uh, by the early 90s it had built up to quite a very worthwhile market and we uh, eventually formed our own company in the States in 1995 and we set up Walker Shorebit Inc., which is in Long Island, and we have an operation there where we uh, warehouse uh, and distribute the product from that warehouse to distributors all over the States, and we, have about, um, we employ about 35, 40 people, uh, including salesmen and brokers who uh, you know, are out selling every day. What's your favourite part of the job? I think... Um, um, meeting and acquiring a new customer who is enthusiastic about the product and believes in the product, that you then know that this company will sell your product with enthusiasm because they enjoy it themselves, and it's very easy to sell something that you believe in. And you've it's, got the whole backstory as well, which indeed, is lovely. It is. Well, we're very fortunate. We've got providence in spades, really. It's, uh, we are what we say we are, and I always say that. Uh, we don't really need a very clever marketing manager. We just tell the truth. We, know we really are a 120-year-old company situated in one of the most beautiful valleys in Scotland in a small village. I think that's also the key, isn't it? The fact that you're still there. It is. So, it, so people are actually visiting the history while, while they're coming to you. Correct, it's not like yes, you've gone uh, yeah. and moved into some great big um, right, depot indeed, outside yeah, a different no, city or indeed, something. Indeed, yeah. We don't, we don't have any manufacturing outside, outside Speyside. All the products we make, we make either in Aberlour or in Elgin. We, we put a factory into Elgin because we couldn't get enough people in Aberlour. So in Elgin, everybody just walks to work or cycles to work, and it's very handy. Whereas in Aberlour, we drive all our staff to and fro work. But um, Gosh, yeah, so we really look after them. Yes, well, it's, it's, to be honest, it's only way we, we can be sure to get the people we, we need is to, to drive them to and fro work every day. And because you, you're part of the community as well, I'm sure you have a lot of community people working for Indeed, you. Indeed, we're, we're very, very fortunate uh, in Aberlour and we're very, very interdependent with the, with the village. Uh, we need Aberlour, I think, probably more than Aberlour needs us. Incredible staff workforce we have, really dedicated people who would walk through fire for the company. All our workforce know that we're, what, the first policy of um, 
employment is that we hire from within and we always try to develop our own people. And I think that's why we've got so much loyalty. It was always a, a great choice for everybody from the, the high school, wasn't it? <laughs> the holiday jobs, you know, yes, everybody indeed, would say, right, oh, yes, what are you going to do for yeah. the holidays? Oh, I've got a job at Walker's. Uh -huh. Yeah, most of our managers have been with us many, many years. We have 250 people who have been with us 25 years or more. And we have many whole families in the company. We realise that we're nothing without our people. But it's obviously such a passion, you know, for you. <laughs> and the fact that you, your favourite bit of the job is telling people about your product and getting in new people and just enjoying the fact that they're going to take it out there and, yeah, you know, sell it, it in their country. A huge kick out of it. A yeah, real yeah, kick out yeah. of it. So are you ever going to let go? Um, yes, I'm sure I am. I'm gradually trying to start to let go now, and I'm at. Yes, I'll, I'll slow down. It's only right I should slow down now and the next generation... Uh, It'll be tough get, get, to, get, get, though. Yeah, I mean, you could stay in bed a bit longer. <laughs> Indeed, you yes. Know, it doesn't have to be four o'clock no, anymore. I'll play a bit more golf and fishing and whatnot. Fishing. You can get some more Indeed, fishing yeah. when uh -huh. the fish are back in Indeed. the river. Indeed. Yep. But, you know, when I travel around the world and you say you're from Scotland, mm. people always want to sort of say, oh... I know Scotland, it's where the men wear skirts or, yes, you know, indeed, they might yeah, not know yeah. the word for kilts uh -huh. or Ranger, Celtic or Braveheart yeah, the film if they've yeah, seen yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And then whiskey. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing that always comes up is Walker Short. Is that so, yeah, it's good, so yeah, interesting yeah, yeah, because interesting, yeah, even yeah. in small places, it might be mm -hmm. in the local hotel, it might yeah, be yeah, in, yeah. A, mm -hmm. in an mm -hmm. airline, it's often yeah, an airline. Yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. People know about it. Yeah, amazing. So you're almost synonymous <laughs> with, with Scotland. Yeah, yeah. You're, well, you're, you're part of our culture. Yeah, it's, quite, the, the, it's quite easily identified. You know, it's, it's memorable. You see the tartan, you remember it, and people get to know the, the tartan instantly too. And yeah. hopefully remember the taste. But thanks to you. But it's the, I, think, I think we should, we should oh, cheers, cheers, cheers to that, yeah. slange, because <laughs> it's longevity and quality. Indeed, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And your yeah. passion. <laughs> So thank you thank so you much, much for joining Julie. me today. And most of all, it's a team effort. The whole family's put a huge amount of effort over the last hundred years. It's special, isn't it? It's something that you want to nurture. It's like having a, um, you know, an heirloom in the house mm -hmm. that everybody wants to pass on. And hopefully uh, that continues. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Gilly. Yeah, great uh, pride in uh, keeping it going and preserving it for future generations. Mm.